Hello, Vixens, and welcome to the Wonderlust and Magic podcast. I'm Lo, an author, artist, and creativity hype woman whose passion is to encourage creative babes like you to live your most magical, artistic, and expressive life. Here I share my life, inspiration, tips, and tricks that will help you break out of your shell and unleash the creative vixen within. Now let's dive in and make some magic. Hello, my witchy little writers. I have a very special treat for you today. I have interviewed author C.K. Sorens, and in this podcast episode, we discuss her author origin story, advice for new writers, the future of publishing, and her new YA fantasy series, Trimarked. I can't wait for you to get to know C.K. because she is just the sweetest guest ever. So with that introduction, here is the interview. Um, all right, Carrie, I am so glad that you're doing so great tonight and I'm so thankful that you're joining me. Um, can you just start off by telling me like a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, um, and you can give me as much or as little kind of details as you want. Okay, sure. Um, well, my whole name is Carrie Sorensen, but I write as CK Sorens. Um, it's easier to sign Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just, it's also, I think, um, more appropriate for the fact that I went right YA. So, um, so it was just, it was an easy switch to make. I am originally from Michigan and have moved out to California for the last four years now. So, um, we have been, you know, changing with the culture. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, but it's been fun. We love the sunshine. We we have decided we can never live where there's. <laughs> Listen, I am about to make the same kind of move myself because um, I am in upstate New York and it gets really cold here. I know it gets really cold in Michigan too, but I'm definitely ready for like warmer, more warmer weather and sunshine. That's like a hundred percent sure. Um, how long did you? So you just moved to California. How long ago? About four years ago four years ago. Cool. And you guys just decided you wanted to get out of the cold a little bit. Um, kind of, you know, my husband, he works for a tech company. And so we kind of knew that his career was going to bring us out here anyway. Mm. Um, but he happened to get the first job he applied for, which kind of blew our minds because we just figured it was going to be a practice interview, you know, figure out what's going on. And then sure enough. So here I am like, not figuring it out. (laughs) that's amazing yeah that's so amazing so tell me a little bit about your career I know that you are an author Um, what kind of inspired you to get started in that career and um, I know that you also run a blog do you want to talk about that at all or just kind of how you started your writing career yeah so I've been writing forever like most writers have Mm -hmm. in high school I was very prolific I was writing so many things. I was entering contests. I won contests. I got an agent out of a contest um, and was just like headed down that path. Um, But then the agent was non-communicative and was not actually very helpful. And I was too young at the time to really know where to push, really know what questions to ask and everything. And so I ended up firing him and going through a string of um, just 
you know, being, you know how it is, rejections, turned down, rejections and all that stuff. And um, I, unfortunately, like stuck in this cycle of not really being able to find anybody who was really able to, willing to help me. And um, then one day I just like, got frustrated and decided to just start emailing authors and be like, mm. I don't know what to do next. Well, one of them called me and basically told me that even if I got the right help, I might not be published. That really publishing is not the pie in the sky. Publishing is not the goal. Writing should be the goal. Getting the story out should be the goal and you know at first it bummed me a lot a lot i won't be i won't lie but then i had kids and it actually kind of helped me with that transition of not being able to write as much because mm. all of a sudden i didn't have to be so prolific i could take my time i could read you know more books on craft and and things like that because i simply did not have the time to sit down and actually just kick out pages mm. um, and then my so my youngest just turned four last year or five last year actually but um when he had turned four I was just like okay I'm kind of not really that needed anymore so maybe I can sit down and actually get some work done <laughs> and, and I was I was able to sit down and actually get some work done it was like a, a high um of, of putting all these, these years of pure practice, you know, and having all this content to just be able to dig my hands into. And I was able to write this particular draft within about six months. Um, it's, it's, I, that's like with a huge caveat because, you know, I had actually been working on this story for 10 years, but, <laughs> but in, in different forms and, and I got the opening scene for this one and it just carried me through to the end. And, um, and so I was able to, to actually complete it and to find an editor and to find a book artist, the cover artist and all of that stuff. And it all just like clicked into place. That is so amazing. What a wild ride you've been on, huh? A long one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it sounds like things worked out exactly as they have been meant to work out. You know, yeah. I think that like when I was in high school, I wouldn't have known what to do with that kind of situation landing in my lap either. Um, you know, it sounds like you had like so much happening in such a short amount of time and we're really able to you know take a step back and slow down and learn more and it sounds like you are self-study is that true like you didn't really go to um college and study english or literature oh i my first um degree was actually supposed to be english but then i realized oh, okay. from my small town uh high school that my, the reading prerequisite list i did not have oh. <laughs> it was a huge list of books mm. that I had, some I had never even heard of, some I had heard of, and I think I had read three <laughs> of this huge Crazy. list. It scared me, you know, it like, yeah. me. and so I, so I ended up changing degrees and, and I, I ended up with family and child development, which ends up being perfect for being a mom, but, um, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, but it yeah. all works out for a reason, right? Yeah. But mostly self-study because I've mostly lived either in small rural areas or mm. um, I've had health challenges that keep me from actually being able to go anywhere. <laughs> so sorry. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. And so it's just, um, I have tried like online groups and everything, mm. uh, but those really are hitters too. Um, I had a friend who really loved one and she invited me to it. And of course they closed. And so we both kind of looked for one. And, and again, it's just one of those weird situations where it's all like, and we all, we both fell into like clicky places. Mm. It's hard to like break into a writer's group, but I have, um, yeah. So I just started collecting books. I just started collecting books and reading um, blogs and um, and just you know again just just writing. Mm-hmm. For sure, the majority of it. So um, now that we kind of know a little bit about your background, um, tell me a little bit about how did you get decide what genre to write in, and just like. You know, I know that this was like a 10 year long process of writing this book, you know, but um, I guess like, how did it feel when the first draft was finished? How many drafts of it did you actually end up doing? This one I did somewhere around 11 to 15 drafts. I lost count. The The last couple drafts, you know, weren't like the first couple ones are rewrites, mm-hmm. right? You don't copy paste. You might have it open next to you and you might bring some stuff over but you really want to type it all back out again. Mm-hmm. And so by the end, it, it was more like back and forth with my editor, back and forth with um, some betas. And, and so it was all much more con- condensed towards the end. Um, but yeah, it was, I marked it. I have a, I like my data. And so I was keeping track of word count per draft mm. um, to see where I was going up and down. One of my books is of course, Save the Cat. Um, yes, my, my spreadsheet is broken down. I have formulas written out so that it already puts percentages in for me in my, to make sure that I'm at least close. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So, um, that was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to go through all of that and, um, just keep track. Right. And Save the Cat is such a fun book. And it was one of the first ones I read when I actually left my my nine to five job and started writing full time and I loved it. And I know like I have a writing coach myself and he's, uh, you know, mentioned it a couple of times and, you know, that was like a huge thing for act one of my story, you know, gotta, gotta save the cat or something. Right. <laughs> Put the cat in the tree. <laughs> yeah. So that's so fun that you got to do that. Cause that's what, that one's more instructional. And now you do, um, young adult fantasy writing is that correct yes that is my that's my go-to that's where I like I like angst Mm. and teenagers are just full of it and and I also like like one of the things um I've discovered is that I like writing about people who are because you know I grew up in a small town I was told what I should be what I shouldn't be and so that's kind of where I write from right I write about people who are told what their life path should be where somebody else is is mapping it out for you and you know sometimes in small ways sometimes in big ways but that's that's where all of my characters are kind of coming from is they're 
being told what to believe. They're being told how to act with, to go forward and they have to figure out if it's right or not. Mm. So it, I have um, four races in my book. I have humans, witches, fae, and halfers who are blended, who are mixed race. Mm. And um, they're all basically told to stay away from everybody else. And they're all trapped within this 10 mile diameter town. So they have to interact in some ways. And the witches are more open to it than others, mm. um, mostly because they actually want to try and not have another witch hunt. I love it. So they're trying to become integral. The Fae, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just like, whatever we have to do so you leave us alone, you know? Sure. And, um, and so they, so my characters come from each of those areas and they end up of course together because that's the whole point is they have to figure out if the status quo is correct or if they need to do something else. Absolutely. And I love what you say about writing about like these angsty teenagers who, you know, are told what their life should be. And I think that so many other you know, people, not just teens, but like young adults and even older adults that, you know, have never like taken this step back to say, you know, is this what my life should be? Is this what I really want it to be? You know, so I think so many people can resonate with that message. And I personally love a fantasy sci-fi series more than I love like any other genre. Um, what kind of influenced you to uh, get into like fantasy? Did you read a lot of it growing up? You just are like super drawn to magic my um mom at some point I think I was in middle school she told me I could no longer have books under 500 pages I mean so you were not just a prolific writer you were also a prolific reader yes yes um so so my first series was by Mercedes Lackey it was magic's um it, gosh I can't Magic's Pawn, Magic's Price, and Magic's Promise. And I don't remember exactly what order, but they, growing up in a very small town, it wasn't my first introduction to magic, but it was my first introduction to diversity. It was mm -hmm. my first introduction to, I mean, I had read, you know, like some of the, the classics, like Grapes of Wrath and things like that, right, but it was yeah. still very um, almost separated. This was my first book that I read a gay relationship, a gay mm -hmm. Uh, men who the younger one was just figuring out this is what it is because he came from a place that was not okay and that just like that just sparked my interest I realized that there was more diversity in fantasy that it was just kind of mm -hmm. built in um one way or the other and so I just started like devouring lots of fantasy um I, I loved historical fiction as well historical fantasy and um and I just, yeah, and of course, magic and fae and. <laughs> so much so. Um, no, I love that you touch on diversity because I think that that is so important, especially in this like new generation of young adult books that we're seeing pop up over time, you know? Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to say, add something? <laughs> no, I just, I definitely like try to write with diversity in mind also, you know, in the, in my whip, I have a, a subplot of, you know, a side character who's also gay. And I think like representation in fantasy specifically is so important because I don't think it's something that we like typically see super often. 
Um, so I find that really interesting that you picked up on that too. And I love to hear about just like pe more people's experiences with like diversity in, um, you know, fantasy and sci-fi as a genre, you know? Um, well, you already kind of covered a little bit of my next, you know, question. Um, but like when you went to release your first book, um, what kind of thoughts and feelings did you have when you were getting ready to like release it either saves the cat or your YA book? Um, you know, the first in the Trimark, the Trimark series. How many books is that going to be? It's going to be six. Six books. Oh my God. That's so exciting. They're not long. Okay. So this is about 200 pages because uh, one of the things that, you know, it's, it's a Netflix world. Mm. So I'm trying to write fast paced, shorter novels that can be read quickly, which lends to like a slightly longer series. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, that's kind of the plan. Um, as for around publishing time, unfortunately, I was, I had depression hard core when my mm -hmm. book came out and I could not get excited. I wanted to be excited so badly, but, um, it was just, you know what, that's when COVID got me, was the end of last year. Um, I had been doing relatively well. <laughs> right, as well but, as we can be. Yeah, but the kids going back to school online again and all of that, it was just, it was just a really difficult time. I published last November. So, um, you know, the whole idea was to get in before, um, before Black Friday to get in before the holidays mm. to do that and everything. And, and I'll be honest, I rushed it. Mm. I did it really quickly. I, um, I tend to be available for lots of timelines. And I, I realized that's unique to me as I was going through this process that it, that it's not, um, it's not, you know, I, I haven't met another one. So <laughs> right. I'm I'm sure there are more out there. I just have not met them. And, um, but at the same time, it was also, I'm, I'm, I'm self-published. So it was, mm. it was also a learning experience. And it was kind of nice to be able to do that under the radar to um, not have too many um, eyes on me while right. I did it. And I mean, sure enough, I made some mistakes. Like um, I thought I had to publish on Amazon to get a um, author copy. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You can actually get an author copy in some areas. U.S. happens to be one of them um, where you can. They had just, they hid it really well. And I had mm -hmm. to find places. I'm a member of um, the Alliance of Independent Authors. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so I was able to go there and ask some questions about it. And what's great about them too, is that they have an, an agreement with Ingram Spark that waives your upload fee. Really? For your books. So I was able to publish wide for the cost of my membership. Mm, with, that's great. With Ally. And so um, amongst other things, they have so many resources. They had like a free online uh, convention that Very I was cool. able to attend. They have um, self-pub. They have um, how to run this as a business, you know. Mm. They cover so much. They are like, these are the these are the true warriors of independent publishing or the people who are in this group. 
So I learned so much, I learned so much from them, but, um, but yeah, it was, and then it was finally out and I sold some copies and okay. So I'm a stay at home mom, right? My first paycheck is $60. I say check as if it's one, but it was really like five. Right. And I was so freaking thrilled because it's the You're like this many people read my book. I know. Well, also it's the first paycheck I've had in over a decade. Right. I'm gonna stay at home mom. And so it was just like it was it was enough. You know what? That was Uh basically you have different levels of success for me. That was that was enough. And so um it was exciting. And I will probably go slower with the next one. Mm. Um, actually, I already am going slower with the next ones. I'm not, um, I'm struggling with migraines right now. So writing isn't very quick, but um, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like that time of year. I feel like yeah. there was another writer that I was talking to that said she was suffering from debilitating migraines too. And I think it's like something to do with like when the weather changes or something, but yeah that's just a theory so many of us have been inside for so long too yeah it's got to be like a little weird so there's a lot of stimulation happening for sure right so yeah that's kind of the yeah that's so that's kind of the plan take a little bit longer with the with the next one um and then hopefully you know keep learning yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's what we're all trying to do is just like continue to learn, continue to grow. But like, I know that when you go to self-publish, you learn so much so quickly. So <laughs> I know that you're probably like half an expert at this point. So I know that you probably have all the tricks up your sleeve at this point. Um, so I guess, what do you think has changed? Because I know that, you know, you publish Saves the Cat you are publishing this book now. I know that like when we were growing up, you know, publishing looked really different than it does today. Um, What kind of changes do you think might continue to happen with like publishing in the future? Do you have any insights? Yeah. So backing up a little bit and sidestepping. um, When I was in high school, I had a group of friends and one of them was a programmer and we put together a website that sold PDF books. Mm never took off ever but i'm not even kidding and then by the time i'm in college amazon was live gotcha and i called them all <laughs> you were like you'll never believe this like, look what happened people are paying for this right right so so i mean that being it just goes to show how fast everything changes um i mm-hmm. like it better now yeah, really. Tell me a little bit more about that. I love to hear people who embrace self-publishing, embrace indie publishing, embrace small publishers. Tell tell me why. I love to hear it. Why? I think it's it's still not like it's still murky, but it is not opaque anymore. You mm. know, it's, it's that even tra- traditional publishers, they have to now compete with these um, amazing indie authors. You know, mm-hmm. I have a, a gathering a bookshelf of books from people that I've met through Instagram. No, um, great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and in the artists too, like, I'm not mm-hmm. even kidding like this. I sent her a questionnaire and she sent me this. It even has like now leaving trifecta on the sign here. <laughs> the, it's like, just, 
it blows, right through the heart. You're like, yes. I, I know. It just, it blows my mind what, what people can do and that the artists are all coming to work together, which I think is amazing because, you know, a lot of times it's the artists who would often get left behind in it. And, um, but even, yeah, even with traditional publishing, it's the authors themselves are becoming more accessible. Mm. Um, you know, it's, you're, you're more conscious of which agents will work and which agents won't work and, and all that. So I do, I really like it better now. I love the, the ability to compete, but also at the same time, everybody realizing that they're marketing something slightly different you know mm -hmm. and and that it's obviously you know someone's going to read my book in a day and need something else so and I can't write it in a day so it's absolutely right. fine you know what? this is another amazing author you should check them out too so I really mm -hmm. love that support of this community particularly with the indie authors but I've also seen it happening with more traditionally published authors now too I love that I think it's so great. And I think you're right. Like what you said about making such a, an opaque kind of um, industry, like a little bit more transparent. And I think for so many people, they were discouraged from writing and discouraged from producing work because they kind of had this with the point, what's the point attitude, but now there's just so many different directions that you can go besides just through, you know, large publishing companies. And I think it does, it makes stories more accessible. It makes the authors more accessible. And like, that's what people love. They want to read artists books and be able to like engage with you. You know, I think that's half the fun of, you know, growing a following on like, let's say Instagram or, you know, Wattpad or something else like that, you know, where you can gain a following of people who really, uh, you know, identify with you and your specific work, but like also being able to engage with them regularly. That's what keeps people, especially like indie readers, continuing to come back to smaller publishers or um, self-publishing people, as opposed to going through Amazon or getting something, um, you know, done by like a big, big publishing house for sure. Right. So... What kind of advice would you give? And feel free to not get too specific. What advice would you give to somebody who's looking to kind of start writing their own book? Um, to recognize that it's a practice, like mm. yoga, like being a therapist, like being a doctor, that it's a practice. It is a constantly learning, constantly working process mm -hmm. that even when we hit send, to the publisher we're still like could I work on that a little bit more <laughs> always so, so it's it's one of those things where at the beginning you're like why can't I be done with this yet and then towards the end you're like how much more can I polish this yet because it is a practice mm -hmm. and there's always something new to learn I have found that when I get stuck particularly in the murky middle if I get a brand new how to write book there's something in there that I may have read somewhere else, but they happen to write it in a different way. And there's something else in that book that will help me get through the murky middle. So even like in the process, there's always practice, there's always learning. And, and if you approach it like that, then, then there's actually, there's fewer downtimes, you know, there's, or disappointment, there's fewer negative feelings associated with it, because you can, you just accept the fact that, okay, well, this is what it is today, and tomorrow, we'll practice again. 
I think that's such a beautiful mindset to have. Cause I know that for me, I am such a perfectionist that I still struggle even with like, you know, even just writing captions for social media. Sometimes I'm like, this could still be better. You know, <laughs> even like with my blog posts, I'm like, gosh, I still think this could be better. You know? And I think that's like every single thing I write, I'm like, it's really good, but I think it could be even better. And, you know, it makes sense that that translates into like fictional writing as well. You know, the creative stuff, we always feel like we can make it better and better and better. And then you get to some point and you're like, it's all garbage, burn it. <laughs> like, you know, and then after you get through that murky middle, you kind of come out on the other side and you're like, no, like this is good. This is as good as it's going to get. This is like where I'm at in my writing career right now. Like, is it going to be the best yoga practice of my life? Maybe not, but like, this is the best yoga practice I have to give today, you know, instead of treating it like this, you know, crazy, you know, intricate process that I think people sometimes make it out to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, so um, where do you think we are heading in the future? I know Trimarked just released your first book in the series and you said it's a series of six books. Do you think like you'll ever want to explore other fantasy worlds, create other books or short stories for people to consume? Yeah. So the way I start writing is generally I get like listen to a song and the song sparks something or I have a dream oh, I love that. Sparks something. So I actually start collecting ideas for stories in playlists in files and you know they some of them just always sit there but they're always being collected and I have one particular one that I really want to get going. I'm kind of wait. I'm actually waiting for my kids to go back to school because I kind of want to do it in conjunction. Um, I want to, I'm going to practice. Um, I want to write hour long reads. Love it. I want to compete with Netflix. Yes. I love it. And so I have this idea for this series that I think would really work and it would be a quick series and I don't actually know how much terrible polishing I'll put into it, but I'll want a couple done before I start because I want it to be like a once a month release or something like that. And then, you know, a collection release once it's thick enough to actually put into print. Um, it, because I do, it's just, I've had this idea, like, again, I'm, I'm writing short because, in, because I'm a mom of three boys, mm -hmm. you know, and time is just everybody, like, well, not everybody wants to read, obviously, but readers want to read. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. The time to sit there and do it. They don't always, like, I can't get into Sarah J. Moss, for example, because it just takes so long to get there. And I don't have the time to do it. You know, I'm not saying she's, I'm not saying her books aren't amazing. So many people have said they are, but I don't have the time mm -hmm. <laughs> to sit there. And so, um, so that's, that's where I'm going with my, my idea of my careers. I want to be able to write these quick, satisfying stories that just move people on and move people forward and, and get them to go there. I love that idea so much. Cause I do think that we live in such a quick, like fast paced culture. And we're always looking for that payoff, right? Like that's the whole point of writing is this like build up, build up, build up payoff, right? Like we're constantly building up to something and then having it pay off in the end. So I think like giving readers that instant like kind of gratification and that short-term payoff, like kind of keeps them coming back too. They're like, wow, I was able to kind of get through this story in 45 minutes to an hour. And I got that feeling of like, wow, I like, 
was able to engage with characters. And I feel like I got that payoff after reading it. And that's so magical to be able to like fit that into a one hour experience for someone. Cause so often we're building it out over 40, 50, 60,000 word books. And you know, those definitely are more time consuming to sit down and read. So I think that's such a fun, exciting idea. I definitely think that you'll be able to give Netflix a run for their money with that one. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Thanks. Um, okay. So I just want to make sure I have all your contact information. Where can like readers find you, connect with you? Um, yep. You know, I know you have one book out already. Where can they find that? Okay. Um, so I went wide. So online <laughs> amazing i love it yeah um i found it it's at barnes and noble it's on amazon it's on um bookshop.org it's on walmart i have not seen it on target yet um but you cannot you know, shop around because other places some places sell it 10 cents cheaper some places sell it 30 cents more so um so there's that the ebook is only on Amazon because it's part of Kindle Unlimited. Right. Okay. So gotcha. um, I am debating going wide, but I'm waiting for Google's um, text to audiobook to come out mm -hmm. before I do that. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so great. So much easier. So I do, and I have a website. It's www.cksorens.com. Beautiful. I have a blog. I have a newsletter. Um, I have nine followers on my newsletter. <laughs> but that's, that's nine more than I have. So that's in part my fault because I didn't know where to go after publication. Mm. So right now, since I well, right now, since nobody's watching, I'm taking my time to really figure out what I want to do with it. And mm. I think and it's bi-monthly. So I think I want to do like um, throw a poll up on Instagram and have everybody like pick a scenario and then write an inside trifecta about non-book characters. Interesting. For the world, you know, to, to explore the dynamic between the not main characters who are forced to be together. Right. Um, to, to, you know, kind of show like the prejudices and how they live in this closed off world and, and all of that stuff. So that's kind of where I'm going with that. And um, right now my blog is all over the place. I do a lot of ARC reading, a lot of beta reading. I love it. And so um, I post my reviews up there. I've mm -hmm. also done a how to even begin writing series, like a four blog post series. And um, I don't know, I kind of like it all over the place right now, but I also know that doesn't necessarily bring people back all the time. <laughs> It's a balance, right? Between yeah. writing kind of like what you're feeling inspired and called to like write and produce and things that, you know, are important to your author name and page, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm figuring all that out. And again, it's nice, again, very few people are looking and most of them are people who know me pretty well. <laughs> right, sure. No, I think it's like a safe space, you know, to really figure out the direction that you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, no, I, I just like love, I because I, I resonate so much with kind of like your audience because I am writing YA fantasy. I want to have a book series that's, you know, five or six books. And I know that's a long time to spend in one place, but 
with a really cool world like that, it's just like you want to dive back in and like continue to see, okay, like what layers can I continue to uncover here? And I think that that's like so fun. And like, that's part of building a magical world that is so engaging and entertaining is that there is so much to be explored there. And, you know, I did just ask on my Instagram account this past week, actually, because um, I'm reading another indie author's book and she's, she has two out in her series. And so I asked, do you like series? Do you like standalone? The consensus of, was series. Really? Like, spend more time with the character. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're, that's not saying there aren't really well wit written standalones, but mm -hmm. people want to spend more time with the characters. You know, they want their best friend there, they, their book boyfriend there. A couple mm -hmm. times, you know? so, so series right now are really resonating. So that's good. For sure. For sure. I think, like you said, they lend really great to your Netflix series. So definitely going to have to keep an eye out for that in the next five, 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, Instagram and Facebook are the other two places to find me. That's basically the same feed with mm -hmm. like more stories on Instagram and a few random extra shares on Facebook. Cause I just copy it over. Yeah. I pretty the, much do the same thing, but some people have a preference, Instagram, Facebook, they like one, not so much the other. So it's good to have both for sure. Exactly. Well, this has been great. If you want to check out the blog post that goes along with this episode, head on over to the Wanderlust and Magic website to read the full interview. I can't wait to see you guys over there.